Don't be an idiot. Changed my life. Expecting the minimum, the minimum, the minimum. That's a formula I can live by. Don't be an idiot. Get up and do better. Two imperfect pastors trying to <laughs> figure it out. What's going on, guys? And welcome back to Don't Be an Idiot. We all know that Thursday mornings are your favorite mornings because you get to listen to your two favorite idiots. I'm not even sure Caleb <laughs> is here with me. I don't know sure if he wants me calling him this, but I, it's, it seems fitting. So what's going on, Caleb? How are you? Great. Great. He's great. He's happy to be here. Excited to be back. Uh, man, we just started a new series at church. Uh, we're church people, guys. So if you don't want to hear yeah. about church, don't listen to our <laughs> podcast, right? Uh, about, about church, um, excuse me, a new series at church about stewardship. Yeah. Uh, stewardship as an act of trust uh, is what mm-hmm. we've been talking about. And it's going to have money in it. And so I thought this would be a great time to bring up a topic of specifically budgeting. Yeah, and baby. Yeah, I'm honest. Yeah. Honestly, Jake's bringing up a budget. <laughs> yeah, if if I had to search all of Southeast Kansas for the person <laughs> that I thought would be the best for this and the nerdiness, it probably would be Caleb or Caleb's wife. Those are the only oh, two yeah, people. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And so I thought this would be great because what's going to come from Caleb is you love to budget. You're yes. a budget nerd. Is that yes. okay? You're that's yep. not unoffendable. Over there. I'm not fighting that uh, at all. And I am not in any way mm. like the least favorite part of my job we laugh all the time mm-hmm. is just doing the budget report it's not even doing a budget it's just doing yeah. the report yeah uh, it's my least favorite day of the job yeah didn't you just finish like I september did. <laughs> i did well it was a busy it was a busy october yeah. <laughs> so uh but one, one of the things that i've always give caleb grief about um i always want to catch him when he's wrong oh uh, i sat through the dave ramsey uh, class which is yeah. called um financial financial peace, peace university and one of the things caleb said Sean and I looked at each other and be like, that's wrong. Because he was like, hey, in your family, you just need to locate who's the budget-minded person. Because there's always mm. one budget-minded person and one person who doesn't want to do it. Yeah, the, the, they call it the nerd or the free spirit. We have two free spirits in my house, Caleb. We have two spenders. <laughs> we have two free spirits. And we have two nerds. Somehow we uh, didn't line that up right. Like, Yeah, so it's been funny in our relationship for nine years now. Uh, I've on many occasions used Caleb as my own personal financial advisor uh and yeah he, and he uh, still hasn't seen any pay for that which is great but hey we need to start with an idiot story yeah, and you've got one for us dude, we all need cable cable to be humbled a little bit touche <laughs> touche so, so tell us what you got i mean this so so realize like my wife taught personal finance at at the high school level for years and i've taught numerous personal finance classes i've been doing my own personal budget for like 14 years now 13 years now Whew. every month um i, I I know how to do it. <laughs> it's not trying to be cocky or anything. Just I know how to do a budget. And uh, and I handle it every month. I have December's budget already done. Just trying to lay some groundwork so people understand. I just want to yes, know how did you beat Andy to I get to do it? Uh, she doesn't like it, actually. Ooh. So, so she uh, doesn't like the stress of just being aware of all the financial stuff. Uh, and you thrive. <laughs> and like, Give me that stress. Yeah. Uh, no, it's just I like playing with numbers uh, and That's true. like doing spreadsheets. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody just tuned out. They're like, he likes spreadsheets, weirdo. One more reason not to like Caleb. Yeah. It's my favorite thing about you, Caleb, is your spreadsheet obsession. That I like, so. hey, you like come checking the numbers. I do. I, I keep a spreadsheet on our uh, pickups 
Yeah. <laughs> just uh, we do an NFL pick 'em sheet in the office. Sorry, this is not the idiot story <laughs> at all. It might be. Just <laughs> <laughs> we do a weekly weekly pick'ems for who wins and loses. Uh just picking the NFL game. You're just picking the the winners. And I have a spreadsheet that goes what eight years back it's, now? On the it's got the win loss, how many wins you've got, how many losses, your per, win percentage. It's the axis of Caleb's competitive drive <laughs> and his love of numbers have crossed here. And all of a sudden, he just sees Excel, you know, in his eyes when he goes to sleep. Yeah, That's really, the win for me is just Tuesday morning when I get to put the numbers in and update the table. That's really the win for me. So your idiot story about budget. Uh, yeah, Let's sorry. Get there. So. Uh, it, when you're doing a budget, you, I, you, I encourage people to do a monthly base budget. That's really the, the best way to do it, the easiest way to do it. And so what you do is you just keep, keep track of your total income that you're going to have for that month. And you do what, what's called a zero-based budget, meaning you give every dollar a name. You tell it where it's going to go. It can go to buying Pokemon cards, uh, whatever you want. Should it though? That was the stupidest <laughs> thing I could think of right off the top my of my head. My son Asher would fight you for calling that uh, stupid. Same thing yeah. with mine. And that, oh, that's why I was right at the top of my head. My son yeah. wants to buy Pokemon. Anyway, so giving every dollar. Let him buy some Pokemon cards. He'll be all right. It's, it's, and that's what a zero-based budget is. My wife gets paid once a month on the 10th. I get paid every other week. Now, typically that means I get a check a little bit earlier than she does. I know... I know every month when I'm going to get paid. I, I have it in my calendar and obviously hers is the 10th of every month. So that's super easy. But so the income comes in at different levels of the month. My expenses hit at random points that I've scheduled throughout the month. At the beginning, this was about three months ago. I didn't factor in in my monthly budget when all of my income was coming in specifically my wife's, and then my first check, like, oh, for example, this month, uh, just with the way the, the paychecks lined out, I got a check at the very uh, end of October. So now it's going to be almost two weeks into November before I get a paycheck. Not a big deal. But what I did that month was I moved all, all or most of my money out of my bank account to a savings account that I have. Again, it was... I didn't, wasn't even spending the money. I just literally moved it. Well, then I had a couple of bills that hit and I overdrafted on my account. Not what once. worse sin to a budget-minded person could you think of? I did it not once, but twice. Because, by, it, it, you know, when you transfer money between bank accounts, it takes a couple of days. So I even knew it was coming. It was so aggravating because I was like, I can't even transfer the money back and get it <laughs> back in there by the time I realized my mistake. And uh, so I had to call the bank. And uh, tell them about my overdraft and, and ask them to, 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 to have grace on me. Yes. <laughs> Forgive me for I am a sinner. Yes. It's uh, only been in the last decade of our life where mm-hmm. Sean and I swipe our bank card. Like, please don't. Please don't. Please don't <laughs> overdraft. So, and, I, and we realize <laughs> oh, that. But you don't feel that way now. Yes, yes, yes. Gotcha. Uh, um, just, just for the non-budget nerds out there, uh, I'm with you. Like, mm-hmm. uh, this has been a hard lesson for me. Yeah. But one that has made my life easier. Mm. Um, and so really, Caleb, I, I want to ask you a couple questions. Uh, I appreciate your humility there. And we get to see <laughs> some of the holes in his oh. in his life there. Uh, yeah. But we I, all as, mess up with money, right? Like, it, it, I, I'm as nerdy as anybody I know with, with money and budgeting. And it happens. Like, it's not the end of the world. Well, uh, I, I don't think you can live 
and be aware of money and budgets and not hear the name Dave Ramsey. And I know you mm. would be a groupie's probably the wrong word, but you're a fan because you yeah. like some of his teachings. And yeah. he, he is a Christian man that really strives to teach biblical pro- principles, excuse yeah. me, through the act of managing your money. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he's a rich man. He, you know what I mean? He is uh, now a rich man. And Christians have this way of looking down on people with money. So in a weird way, in a, in a weird way. So, but there's a lot of hard feelings when you start talking about money. Mm. Uh, next week, we're going to talk about how to uh, survive family gatherings like oh, Thanksgiving yeah. and, and Christmas. Um, and so this is one you don't normally bring up because it'd be a oh, sensitive money? topic. <laughs> but when it comes down to the biblical principles, like what actual biblical principles are we holding on to here? Yeah, that's great. And because a system is only a system, right? Great. Dave yeah. Ramsey's going to die and in, in 300 years, no one's going to know his name and uh, as are we, right? Like what biblical principle are we holding on to here when we think about money and budgeting and wisdom right. and things like that? The Bible does not use the word budget. Yeah. Or zero-based budget. It doesn't talk about cash flow. It doesn't talk about naming your dollars. Uh, yes. yes. Uh, it doesn't say dollars anywhere. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, all of that's not, not new stuff, but for me, it boils down to uh, being responsible with what God has given you. And I think we have a, a pretty clear command to to whatever God has given us to be, well, steward it well. It, that's the the title of our sermon series is stewardship is a matter of trust and and I think that's the the reason the motivation behind us being responsible with our money is because we all are well we're limited on our time we're limited on our talent we're limited on our treasure and God calls us to uh, Joe this coming Sunday is actually going to do one of my favorite parables the parable of the shrewd manager or the dishonest manager yeah. And I'm going to give you the ending here. It's all about leveraging everything you have to advance the kingdom of God. And so the reason I want to budget and tell my money where to go rather than wonder where it went is because I want to be responsible with what God has given me. You know, Joe was just talking this Sunday and he really was setting up the the whole series we're getting into. And he said, hey, we haven't talked about money probably near as much as we should, hmm. we, you know, but Joe has this really incredible way of talking about controversial topics and making it about biblical truths. Like yeah. he, he always gets to the underlying issue and he yeah. really talked about this time. Uh, this is, I think he only said money a couple of times. What he really said a lot was this is about trust. Mm. And one of the things I think that I really held on to from Sunday was uh, God wants to use you and bless you with the things that he's already given you. Say that again. God wants to use you and bless you with the things that he's already given you. And so when I think about budgeting, this came to my head because, well, you and I, our, our wives work at the same school and we work <laughs> at the same place. Like yeah. we're going to be as comparable, generally speaking, yeah, in dollars and cents and treasure, as you called it, as, as yes. anyone. And, and we're not by any stretch of the means rich, but do we have, I mean, do we have enough to be used by God? Mm. And I think the unequivocal answer would be yes, if you're wise with it. Well, I, I do want to push back one. Are we rich? By every, we in our country right now, there's the eat the rich. There's a whole tagline. Mm-hmm. Oh, and uh, the 97% or whatever. And every time I see that, I want to smack them in the face because they are the 1%. Ugh. If you expand anything beyond our country, like if you go to South America, if you if you include the world population, most of the people ranting against the 1% are the 1% of the world. So they're just mad at the 1% of the 1%. Yes. You're mad at the 1% (laughs) of the 1%. Congratulations. Yes. There's somebody richer than you. Oh, boo hoo. Like 
so so I I always want to check myself when I oh I'm not that rich. Well, by all objective measures in the history of the world, like, yeah. like world history, we've never have to super wonder where food's going to come from. Like we haven't had to go through a famine in our lifetime. Yeah. Uh, well, the toilet paper famine of 2020 was a, <laughs> yes, it was a serious thing. So <laughs> we're not making light of actual so, famines. Yeah, just, yeah. Right. But for most of world history, like famine wiped out populations and, and that's just not a thing in our country and our world. So anyway, all of that just to say, I always like to check myself when I, when I say I'm not rich. Well, I'm not rich in the comparable, uh, comparing myself to, uh, we, where we live, we call it Johnson County. I'm oh not yeah. I'm not rich compared to, you know, the, uh, for where I grew up, it was Edmond. Yeah. That, that was the rich County yeah, or the rich town. There's yeah. always someone richer. Congratulations. Yes. Yeah. But I think getting down to it, it's hard to talk about this, uh, because if, if you're like my family, as soon as budgets start getting brought up, it's really easy just to shut it off. Oh, well, you're, you're smiling. Cause there's a story I told Caleb before we got on here just this past week, uh, this past week, Sean and I were talking about we had to redo our own budget. Mm. And I said, both of us are not budget minded at all. Right. We don't want to do it. Well, November marks a transition month for us because I stopped mowing. So mm. I mow on the side. And so there's this little bit of stream of income that we use for student loans and just for right. vacations. And honestly, it's a little bit of slush for us too. Right. Uh, for someone who's not super disciplined, I can make minor mistakes and be, oh, we're okay. Like, let's just not eat out the rest of the month, things like that. And so, well, that stops for three or four months because we're mm. in Kansas. Anyway. <laughs> she, she looked at me and she was like, well, we got to get together and we need to do this. And really, she was just the first one to say the, the hard thing that neither of us wanted to hear. And I looked at her and said, do we have to? <laughs> do we? <laughs> like, if we just ignore it, won't it go away? And this is how most people <laughs> deal with their budgets. Yeah. And that's dangerous. It's dangerous because going back to the biblical principle, what are you doing with God's resources? <sighs> yeah, I am squandering it is what I'm doing or I'm. Really, for me, it's a selfish issue because mm. it's always something I'm buying for myself. Almost always, <laughs> um, I can trace back most of the slush spending in my life to myself hmm. or to my kids, or you know, to something that you know may, maybe we didn't need to do. Uh, and it's not to be said that you can't use your money for things that uh, treating or treating yourself or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Like you, so, you take my wife out for a nice dinner, have a nice pair of shoes, whatever. You know. That's one of the things I, I think that's a popular misconception about budgeting. That people have that mean, oh, if you budget, that means you don't have fun with your money. Uh, and that couldn't be further from the truth. It just means you you write down to your money, this is fun money. Like, yeah. uh, I, I have, well, two different things that I actively save for. Uh, one we call adventures, um, yeah. <laughs> which is where, I, we've talked about this on the podcast before. Yeah. but that's, On the pod. That's yeah. when we go... <laughs> That's really why you want to have a podcast. It's just so you can say it. we talked about it on the pod. Yeah, uh, but so we save for that every month. Uh, so that's with kids, and then I also uh, I find other ways to save money for uh, vacations, which is my wife and I, and then as well as I have money in my monthly budget that's labeled entertainment, uh, and that's for date night with my yeah. wife. Uh, that's more the monthly that gets used every month. Uh, we rarely have rollover entertainment money. Yeah. Blow money and entertainment money go yes. seems first. Uh, Explain what you mean by blow money. Just so for blow money for, don't know. for us uh, is this is the money that I don't care to keep track of. I can use in any way I want to. You know, one month it might be, oh, uh, two months ago it was I bought into my fantasy football league for whatever, 15 or 20 bucks or whatever. So that went out mm -hmm. of my blow money. Or 
you know, I'm driving down the road and, oh yeah, I've got a, a coffee drink in my hand right now. Yep. And I wanted one, you know, like blow money. I had some cash on me or whatever. And so Sean and I, knowing ourselves, probably give ourselves more than wisdom. <laughs> <laughs> but we also know like we operate better with a little blow money in our pocket because yeah. it gives us an ex, you know, a reason to go do something. Sean, I just, you know, uh, teachers get paid if they cover other teachers' classrooms. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So she knew she had a day off coming up. Mm. Uh, and so for three months, she covered as many classrooms as she could. <laughs> so she could go, oh, and get a massage. So I teach her stress. You know, she wanted like, and I was like, that's an excellent use of blow money, of, you know, yeah. hustling, of budgeting. She budgeted three months out for that. That's uh, great. For me and my family, this has taken us from our tithing. Uh, we got more serious about our tithing. We got more, we got to be more generous. Um, we always, you know, we say something of value in our families. We want to default generous. Mm. So we get to be more uh, generous in that. And we get to just look forward a little bit and to try to take care of ourselves and our kids and things like that. And that's in big ways and small ways. One of the small ways is uh, maybe we'll have a little competition. What's the earliest you bought a Christmas gift for your family this year? Me? Yeah, or, or your wife? My yeah, wife. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> she she might have beat us to it. No, I, I think we really just got started. Just Shauna bought something in ago. July. Yeah, she uh, was. just and now. I'm, yeah, I don't want to speak too much for Randy because <laughs> Andy might have had a. <laughs> she, a she does a lot uh, with the Christmas guy buying in yeah. particular, but I think we really started thinking about it about two weeks ago. But uh, we joke, Not and July. I think Dave Ramsey talks about this. Hey, guess what happens every twenty fifth of December <laughs> since you've been alive and since after you'll die? Yeah, yes, Christmas, 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 and so we should we never be shocked. We're like, oh. Christmas is on December 25th. But who, but when does the highest debt time for Americans? Oh, yeah, I imagine. Uh, also, Christmas. you're getting your taxes, your property taxes that's all oh, coming in December. I too. think that's a, just a conspiracy from the government to ruin us all, the taxes and things like that. Let's not go down that. <laughs> uh, but uh, you've read the book, Discipline Equals Freedom, the Jocko book, or this, maybe yeah. you haven't read it, but it's at least you've yeah. subscribed to the idea in, mm -hmm. in many places of our life. So why do you think it's uncomfortable for us, for Christians, for people to talk about money? It's a great question. Uh, I think because it's so personal um, and there's a lot of shame around it, like because we feel like we don't have what it takes. We don't know what we're talking about. We don't know what we're doing. Uh, <laughs> yeah, he was not prepared for this question at all. I'm well, <laughs> I was thinking of the office. <laughs> Because yeah. obviously you should always be thinking of the office, office theology. Yeah. Well, uh, Michael Scott says he loves Christmas because giving gifts is a great way to say, I love you this many dollars worth. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I think one of the reasons we don't love talking about our finances and talking about it, because for a lot of us, I think guys in particular, but our income is a way to say, you're this valuable. You're this successful. You're this, uh, you have this much what it takes uh, to go to. Yeah. Uh, the haunting question. You have what it takes. And there's a, a number there. Yeah. And the bigger the number, the more successful, the more you have what it takes. Uh, it's a super untrue, super untrue. Yeah. Big lie. Not real. But I think that's maybe why it's hard for us to uh, talk about this, to be transparent about it. Um, I guess, what what do you think? Why do you think uh, we no so one, much? my... I feel really insecure, you know, whether it's because I'm not good at budgeting or I got a late start, whatever I could, I could fill mm -hmm. in the blank there. Right. But I, I think it, it exposes us in ways we don't want to be exposed because all of us have a story of how we got taken or how we're not <laughs> using our money. Right. Or, 
you know, you roll up in the new car and you're how excited you are, but please don't ask me what interest rate I just got, you know, because you're going to realize like all, all of these things, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but when you, especially in the read the new Testament, Caleb, I'll just I'll throw another question. You're not ready for at you. Like <laughs> it seems like the new Testament doesn't have a lot of nice things to say about people with money. Oh, this is great. So why we'll say I Jesus, see, why is Jesus? Cause this, he has some harsh things so harsh against rich people. This is so good because this is a cultural critique that Jesus is offering that we don't get at all because we come from an opposite. We come from honestly, the Jesus mindset a little bit as a culture. Jesus changed everything about yeah. culture. Uh, so we got to go back to the old Testament. Every single character. Yeah. This isn't, this is overstatement, but yeah, uh, Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, the patriarchs, uh, David, jo uh, Job, David, Solomon, all of these main characters, massively wealthy. And the whole, the 1% of the 1% in the they world. Are, yeah, yeah. They are massively wealthy individuals. And, and then Proverbs is all about wisdom and, and a lot wisdom on dealing with finances. And so there was this pervasive idea in, in Jewish culture and in the ancient world that if you were wealthy, you were blessed by God. You were presumed more righteous if you had wealth. So then Jesus comes on the scene and offers a critique of that. Be like, well, maybe or maybe not. Maybe you gained wealth through unrighteous means, which, by the way, the prophets are talking about that a lot. They're critiquing Israel often uh, in the Old Testament, but like, hey, you, you didn't pursue justice. It's not that you're wealthy, but that you gained your wealth through unrighteous means. Uh, and the prophets offer a lot of critique of Israel in that sense. And Jesus follows in that same tradition of being like, well, it's not, it's not that you're wealthy. And that's where our culture has taken it a step too far. And said, well, if you're wealthy, that means you're evil or that you gained it un unrighteously. No, Jesus is saying just because you are wealthy doesn't mean you are righteous. And that's a big change. And so when we read these really hard things, Jesus says, uh, to, to, to wealthy people, to, to the rich, and um, I would say Paul continues that, we hear that and then apply it to all rich people. And... Uh, that, that's just kind of a miss there. Um, I can tell you that there's been a few people in my life who have been financially blessed me in ways mm. that I hope one day to get to, uh, that God has used them. Mm. Let's just talk about our adoption that we're working through. Yeah. There, there are people came out of the woodwork financially blessing us. Mm. Uh, and, and to assume that someone's evil because they have money is a really dangerous thing. Super yeah. dangerous. Super dangerous thing. There's a whole section. Really, really, just to pause there, to assume that anyone's evil because of anything you see, like not not I'm not talking overt sin, like that that is, yeah. or and we all know that everybody is guilty, but to assume that they're evil is okay too far. I can say being, you know, like I've, I've stated already, I'm not great at budgets, like it's an insecurity of mine. Oftentimes, when I'm looking at people with more money than me and I'm throwing stones, it's my insecurities that are coming out. And wanting to to knock them down mm. to be on my level because we all want to be like wallowing in our own crap together. Mm -hmm. You know, it goes back to like I grew up with brothers with multiple <laughs> brothers. It was always easier to be in trouble with a brother than be in trouble by yourself. That's and I wonder how much of this is Christians looking at other Christians that have done well and mm. have had money, who have budgeted, have been wise, and being yeah. like uh, kind of throwing stones because of their own insecurities. That's, so I I literally just had this conversation with my kids, but not in the context of finances. Like, hey. The reason they're insulting you is because they're insecure about their own self. 
Yeah. Uh, I've got one son that is such a great encourager to the other son. And uh, I don't want to write them out here, but like, so we have to have a lot of conversations with, with my middle one about, hey, you being good at something doesn't negate him being good at something or him being good at something doesn't, you don't have to compare each other. You don't have to tear them down to make you feel better. That doesn't work. That's not how uh, life is. Um, But sadly, that's what we still do as adults a lot of times. Like, hey, I want to pull you down so I feel better about myself. Uh, And finances is one of those ways that we do that. Hey, I did want to ask you, uh, changing it a little bit from just budgeting in general to see what, how, how have you seen talking about finances affect your marriage, I guess, positively or negatively? Well, no, I, I think when we have gotten ourselves in trouble and we have to have a frank conversation about where we're here, there's stress involved. I've noticed when we ignore it and it becomes a bigger problem, it negatively affects my, it negatively affects my marriage in ways that are like, it adds stress, it adds tension, it adds arguments. When we're clicking and on the same page and budgeting well, and we've planned and we've prepared uh, last year, we just bought a house a couple years ago. And last year, the first year, the taxes hit us. We're like, oh my gosh, mm-hmm. we weren't ready for that. And then we budgeted for it. And then it came back around at Christmas time and it all worked out. And we were like, hey, look at that. It worked. <laughs> you know what I mean? It contributed to the healthy pace and love and joy in my home. That's great. Uh, just knowing that my wife and I both, like we both have student loans and it's a stress ball when we start mm. looking up everything and trying to figure out payments and like how, how fast is this going to go? All of those things and the decisions we're making. I, I can confidently say when we're working on the same page and we're disciplined and we're budgeting, our home is a better place to go to. Mm. Uh, I I'm, I don't want to give false statistics, but how often is money an issue in divorce? Yeah. Uh, Dave Ramsey throws out like 50% of divorces and uh, cite money issues. Yeah. No. C- oh, they say the money contributed yeah, somehow. Yeah. M- money contributed to this the, this divorce. So uh, yeah, it's a, it's a big deal. Um, yeah. So when we had to sit down and, you know, Shauna caught a red flag before it became, you know, she saw the, the hazard in the road before we hit it. She's mm-hmm. like, Hey, we need to do this before this becomes a problem. And so my little joke of like, do we have to was she caught something. And instead of, you know, ignoring it, if we handle it, which we did this right. weekend, November, December going to go a little bit smoother. If we try to plan ahead. Right. I, I don't know if it's ever bad to look ahead <laughs> and say, uh, here this comes. Can how do we prepare for it? What about you? So that's us in an unbudget or a non-budget minded household. What about your, your house? Yeah. So for, for us, it's a lot about because we we've been doing this for for so long now like actually the the actual budgeting part is rarely really the issue yeah, yeah i already have i think i've said this already but december's budget done like it's it's pretty set and we're very lucky and and you guys would be the same way we don't have fluctuating income like i know a lot Oof. of people in our community that that will hear farmers this. and yeah, construction uh, workers and anybody in sales and, yeah. you know like that that does add some complexity there that's why it's super easy for me to just almost the numbers don't really change that much from one month to the next which is why you had to rethink about your budget for because it was month. it was a transition because it yeah. was a transition yeah so with that being said where I really enjoy, well, Joe says this, and and it's something I am going to steal and have stolen and will repeatedly steal for the rest of my life, is 
that every decision is a value decision. Mm. Um, and I'm sure Joe stole that from somewhere else. <laughs> but nope, ev- it's his. every decision is a value decision. And so like finances for us is, is an opportunity for us to say, okay, what are our core values and, and where do we want to go as a couple and, and thinking about the future and, and dreaming uh, a little bit. Um, not every month. <laughs> this is, uh, but just talking, using that opportunity to say, are, is our, is what we believe God is calling us to do still lining up with how we're actually spending our money? Meaning like, it's, a, it's, a, it's a great value check. Cause it's like, Hey, <laughs> this much money is going here. Yeah. Does that reflect our actual values? Um, whether that's in paying off debt, whether that's in, uh, eating out, whether that's in, uh, tithing and giving, um, whatever that looks like. Dave Ramsey tells a, a great, uh, has a great interview story that he tells, uh, when he, he's coaching this older guy that, uh, was doing a budget for the first time and he was frustrated. He's like, I, I don't know. I've had a good job my entire life and I have no retirement savings. Nothing to stand. Nothing to. Yeah. 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 And, and he's like, I don't understand why I don't. And so he had to, had to have do a budget for the first time and look at all of where he'd been spending his money. And Dave Ramsey, in the way only Dave Ramsey can, tells it humorously that he came back the next week and in his thick southern drawl says, <laughs> well, Dave, I figured out I plumb ate my retirement. I ate my retirement. Yeah. Uh, didn't sit there and dream. It's it, a, a zero-based budget, by the way. It's okay if you say, I'm going to work till I die. Like that, that's a choice. You can make that. That's <laughs> well, some people value work so much and yeah, want to work with their hands. Like, that's okay. Retirement that's, sounds like hell, yeah, hell terrible. Yeah. And there's some people that die the second they start retiring because they're like, I don't know what to do with my life. That's, that's okay. But did you choose that? Or did that just, did you not even have that option? We say discipline brings freedom all the time. Well, if you didn't plan for that, then you don't have the freedom to even make that choice uh, when it comes time. If you value eating food and eating good food, high. That's okay. No, yeah. It, oh, that was one of the things when Caleb helped me set up my original budget. And one of the questions he asked me was like, hey, th- your values are going to come out here. And we talked about groceries as one of those mm-hmm. that came up. Mm-hmm. Just me and my family, like we value, and it's going to sound like other people don't, right? but, <laughs> but vegetables and yeah. fruit. And, mm-hmm. you know, we eat, we can't eat certain things. You know, there's a couple of things in our family, you know, that's a high budget item for us. And we look at it every month and like, where do we want to drop? That's not always where we drop right. because we value it. Yeah. Uh, I start walking aboard into work a little bit more. <laughs> if you ask, you know oh, I mean? yeah. So uh, just things like that. It's, it's a big deal. We went through and, and rated all of our categories. So I've got mm, 30 line <laughs> items in my budget. And we, I think I have like nine. <laughs> the difference here, people. <laughs> I guess I could check. No, no, no. He's busting maybe, out maybe, his Excel sheet. Maybe I've just As he does that, I want to give a plug for the Dave Ramsey Every Dollar app. Um, my wife and I look for ways that are going to help us discipline. And so I'm looking at my $0 budget. I'm actually point, I'm 17 cents over budget this month, which means I have, I need to figure out where 17 cents mm. needs to go. But, uh, it helps us. It, we, we spent, if you buy it for the year, it was super cheap and we put all of our money in it, all of our expenditures. And then we, I link my bank account to it. Okay. This is super cool. Mm-hmm. And anytime that I use my card, cause we're not yep. cash people, we're card yep. people. It comes across my screen and it forces me to put it in one of those categories that you're talking about. It's been revolutionary for us. So how it's many did you have? It's one of the ways they've modified 
from like the envelope system if you to have a little bit more modern approach a little bit more modern yeah so i have 16 different line items in my budget um so i i exaggerated a little bit there so yeah um I forgot the point of the. Oh, I went through and ranked all of them a one, two, or three. A three, I could drop that if I need to. Like if if I get fired and Andy gets fired or blow money goes away. Med- yep, yeah, that's a three. So a- anyway, uh, just ranking things and um, food. You have to have food. What type of food? Are we well, getting? that goes to that idea. Every decision is yeah. a value decision, and I I kind of want to bring it back around. To, I close here in a few minutes, but. I was just sitting in the crowd listening to Joe talk about money while not talking about money. <laughs> he was talking about trusting God. Um, and we do not ever want to lean uh, health, and wealth, health and wealth gospel here uh, where they would yeah. say, actually, God's blessing to you is exactly equal to how righteous you are. Like yes. more money equals more righteousness. It's a disgusting and evil theology. Anyway, yeah. uh, we, we could go all day against that. But what, what, it, what struck for me was, am I trusting God? Because every time that I spend my money, I swipe mm-hmm. my card, I'm showing my values. And if they're not aligning with what God has called me to do. Yeah. And once again, Caleb said, this doesn't mean you can't have fun with your budget. Right, right. My wife and I, for our anniversary, we're going somewhere really fun. We're planning that. You know what I mean? Like, and uh, we're, we're going to try not to feel guilty about that. <laughs> you know, I had a conversation yeah. this week about that. You know what I mean? But are you trusting in God? Yeah. It's such a big question, Kevin, and I've loved this idea. Um, say the say the idea of God blessing you. Yeah, God like wanna bless his, he wants to bless you and wants to uh, bless others through what he's given. What you. he's already given you. What he's already given you. Yeah, but be clear: blessing doesn't always mean a lot of money and cool things. Mm. Yeah. Uh, honestly, God's blessings sometimes don't look like what we think blessings should look like. Yeah, uh, just think about any of the apostles. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, yes. Blessings were hard things a lot of the times. Mm. That's and money sometimes is not, is not always a blessing anyway. You got to figure, you know, uh, I think some people would say like being more money, more problems, you know, maybe, but being at a, a moderate to, you know, whatever middle, whatever you're at is yeah. going to be like the decisions you have to make and things like that, you know, um, might be easier to make. I think we've cited this before, but there was a pretty famous study that talks about how like once you earn over like $40,000 in our country, it's 70000 for a family. 70000 for a no, family. Yeah. There's no discernible increase in happiness in, in, in measure. So basically, the, the point is, is that once you're somewhat stable and secure, meaning yeah. you're not wondering if we have enough money to keep the utilities on, we're not uh, wondering if we have enough money for food, there's no amount of money that increases your happiness. I, I don't even want to argue here for any specific budgeting system. Sure. Uh, like I'm what is working for me and working for Caleb, I think works for a lot of people and you should definitely mm-hmm. look at it. What, what I want to argue for is that the way that you spend your money and the way that you spend anything else you have time, mm-hmm. all of these time, things, talent treasures, yeah, yeah. the three T's, the three T's like is a direct reflection on the values that you're choosing before God. Yep. Uh, and I just wanted to be a place where one, I hate having any area of life we can't talk about with, with, friends who believe in Jesus. Like, let's talk, you know what I mean? Like, let's see what this works and let's pray over each other and let's help each other. Yeah. And two, like realize the potential you have with what God has already given you mm. and, and what can really happen. Uh, Caleb, I also want to plug, I'm going to like throw you under the bus because I know you love helping people. Okay. Like if you've got questions, and <laughs> I come to me, but I'm going to point you right to Caleb <laughs> is what I'm going to do. <laughs> this is what's going to happen. Uh, but he loves yeah. talking about this to people. Yeah. So Absolutely. as we end, can you give us like just a couple of starting tips? 
like, hey, if you're thinking, maybe you, you're like, you're like my family. You're like, hey, I, I know the budgeting. I'm trying to budget. Like, what can we be doing to be honoring to God with our time and our money, our money here specifically? Yeah. So I think this is what you're asking. Like, as if you're new to this first steps. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. So, so some of the first things you got to do is figure out where you've been spending your money. Yeah. Uh, know how much money you're bringing in. Uh, at, at some point this is maybe a little bit further down the road, but calculate your net worth. Your net worth is all of your assets, meaning things that are worth anything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you, you could go sell them. A house, yep. a car, house, whatever. Car. Uh, my snowboard at one point was my major asset for <laughs> about a <laughs> about a decade of my life. <laughs> it was worth more than this car, actually, I think. It might have been the old Bonneville. Uh, yeah, was that... <laughs> Uh, but all of your assets minus all your liabilities. So what are you making payments on? What do you, what do you still owe money on? So your house or your cars or yeah, your student, student loans. loan mm-hmm. or your credit card bill or whatever. Uh, so first figure, figure out how much money actually do I bring in and then start figuring out where is it, where has it been going? Because in order to budget, you have to know where it's been going yeah. and, and a budget is looking forward. Uh, state statements are looking back. Uh, so you could do a cash flow statement or a cash flow budget or plan. Um, yeah, that's good. So th- that's where you sh- need to start. Know where your money's going mm-hmm. and know what you owe and who yes. you owe it to yes. so that you can actually have a good plan. Yeah. So the first time I took financial peace, by the way, like uh, we were a year and a half into marriage. I didn't know the total dollar amount that we owed in student loans. Like I didn't yeah. even know where to find all that information. I had to go do that. Uh so that's a good thing. Just figure out where where do I owe money to? And One of Caleb's favorite things he says to me, hey, just have a plan. Have a plan. That's really what budgeting is about. Uh, and that's in anything. Time, yeah. treasure, yep. talent. Yep. You know, figuring exactly. this out for budget. So uh, I'm excited for this the rest of this series through November. Uh, if you're coming to church yeah. or you have interest, check out on the website and things like that. I think Christians can talk about hard things without getting all up in arms. And then mm. if you're like me, and your red flags go up and you start getting a little offended because people are talking about money and you want to have opinions, <laughs> check your insecurities, people, mm. and see what God's trying to speak through you to. And for me, it's, are you trusting God and are you content with what you have? Sounds great. All right, Thanks, see you Jake. next time. Mm-hmm.